Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's get it. All football, all the time. You're listening to the best football show. Hosted by Brian Baldinger. This is the best football show. I'm Brian Baldinger uh, at Baldy NFL. And I'm on my third floor of NFL Films here, my film room. And I've just been going through this. In fact, yesterday I called for national radio. I called the Seattle Cleveland game. What a game. I mean, what a dynamic game. Cleveland could have easily won the game, couldn't finish it out. Seattle got one more chance. Geno Smith with the ball in his hands uh, were able to get it done. But when I finished the game up there at Lumen Field, I just uh, plugged in my NFL computer. I just started watching the 1 o'clock games until my red eye took off. So I got a good head start. I started watching um, the Cincinnati-San Francisco game just because I knew it was going to be a good game, and I knew the quarterback play was going to be outstanding. I just didn't know that Joe Burrow, was going to be that kind of a star. I mean, it was as good as Joe can be, and he's fantastic. I mean, I, he if you want to say he's the best when he's healthy, he's the best. I mean, he's as good as anybody that plays this game. And it was all on display against an elite defense where he did everything. You know, he had four incompletions with three touchdown passes. Four incompletions, three touchdown passes against a defense that was getting after him. Uh, you know, Bosa, Armstead, the group was getting after him. He eluded pressure repeatedly. He ran for 43 yards. Out of that 43, four of those were for first downs, extending plays, just backbreakers for San Francisco. And big chunk plays, 20 yards, 9 yards, 10 yards, first down. But then when he did get out of pressure, you know, and he didn't run, he made I, – I put up on my Twitter today – and all over social media. I, I put a play where literally Javon Hargrave had him. Eric Armstead had him. Nick Bosa had him by like the, the scruff of his neck. And he pushed Nick Bosa off and he spun. And on third down, he found T. Higgins against tight coverage of Traverius Ward for a first down. I mean, if, if you didn't have any pressure, you just said, okay, can you can you just drop back? No, no pass rush and make this throw to T. Higgins. It had been a great throw all by itself. But then you add all the commotion and the pocket and the crumbling pocket. He was he was fantastic. And so Joe Burrow, if you want to have your quarterback ratings or whatever you want to have, that Joe Burrow is all the way back. No more talk about this calf. He was outstanding. And the Bengals have now won three in a row, and they're right back in the race. Uh, with Baltimore and look, Cincinnati, uh, Cleveland, and you know, like nobody's out of it. Pittsburgh's four and three. Nobody's out of it. 
Uh, Seattle will go to Baltimore this week. Two five and two teams. We'll see what happens. But regardless, anybody that plays Cincinnati right now, when they put Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins, Jamar Chase out there on the field, and they can hand off to Joe Mixon, who scored the final touchdown of the day, untouched, they're dynamic. And then they have playmakers everywhere on defense, both inside linebackers. Jermaine Pratt got the interception on Brock Purdy just being, you know, they had a, a shovel pass all set up to uh, George Kittle. Sam Hubbard took it away. So, you know, there there's Brock just out there on the outside trying to make a play, and Jermaine Pratt bats a ball to himself, intercepts it, you know, and then Logan Wilson. Logan Wilson got another interception, probably the worst throw that Brock made, but on the – on the play, I mean, it's, you know, it's it's Logan Wilson's 10th interception. He's not finished his fourth year yet. Ten interceptions for the inside linebacker position. I don't know Fred Warner. I don't know anybody who has 10 right now at that position. Anyways, uh, Joe Burrow, absolutely the star of the show. I said that it would have been easier to escape from Alcatraz than it was to escape that pass rush where he threw the ball to T. Higgins on the outside. Okay, now. The next big shock, if it's a shock, it's a shock. Denver beating Kansas City. People want to make a big deal about the weather, the snow. Denver is an improving club. I mean, from the time where they gave up 70 points to Miami a little over a month ago, this team has done nothing but improve in every phase of the game. And so their defense took the ball away, and special teams, took the ball away five times. And you have to look at a couple individuals and how's this getting done? Like, for example, Jaquan McMillan was a free agent signing last year, played very little. He's their slot defender right now. He gets an interception of Mahomes, his first interception of, of his career. Okay. He's trying to go to Kelsey. He's trying to go to his favorite receiver, maybe the best, most open target in the league. And he has a diving interception in front of Kelsey, takes one away from Mahomes. And then he had three tackle for losses, three negative plays, where he's defeating blocks on the outside and then making tackles behind the line of scrimmage. So congratulations, Jaquan McMillan. Like, he was outstanding. But then you look at, you know, Nick Benito. Like, he was spying Mahomes. He was rushing Mahomes. He was chasing after Mahomes. Like, he was a factor. And then you look at Jonathan Cooper and Baron Browning gets a couple of sacks. You know, and they take – they get five takeaways. Like, you know, they, they came into the game after seven weeks. They had seven total. Seven total in the first seven games. They had five in the game. And so they kept Kansas City out of the end zone. Hats off to Vance Joseph, who was ridiculed early. Would Sean Payton blow him out? That's a mistake. They don't know what they're doing. All that stuff. Sean Payton can coach. Sean Payton is finding his type of players. Guys that probably show up early, stay late, put the extra work in. Gamers on the field like a Jaquan McMillan, like what Benito is doing. Like getting some guys out of the building, keeping some guys in. <clears throat> Russell Wilson played a great game, threw three touchdown passes, took care of the football um, for the most part. It was a great game. It was a great, great day. And I think Mahomes had beaten Denver. You can double-check me. I think he'd beaten them 12 straight times in a row. So they ended that streak, and suddenly Denver is looking pretty strong. Then I was up in Seattle, and it's just amazing what's going on up there. You know, they have 
The Seattle Seahawks, you know, you got you got to give credit to the front office. They have 15 rookies on the active roster. 15. And two rookie receivers, again, for the second week in a row, scored touchdowns. It's unbelievable what's going on. Jake Bobo scores another touchdown, opening touchdown of the game. Like, it's just a fly sweep. This guy came out of Duke. He ran maybe a five-flat 40. Scored touchdowns in back-to-back weeks. Jackson Smith and Jigba, touchdowns, back-to-back weeks. Two rookies. Devin Witherspoon, just an absolute – I mean, I got a chance to meet him. So excited to have met him uh, on the field yesterday before the game. What a nice kid, man. Nice kid, big smile, real loose. Um, you know, I, I talked to him. I talked to Jamal Adams. I told Jamal, like, look, it looks like he's getting healthier. I think he's still bothered by a quad thing that he had early in the year. Still trying to figure out his role. But on the biggest play of the game, he came on a blitz. The ball bounced off his helmet. Julian Love intercepted it. Get the ball back to the offense in the final two minutes where Geno Smith took it down uh, for the game-winning score. And then you look at other players, other rookies, and what they're doing. It's just it's just absolutely remarkable. I was talking to Tariq Woolen, who was tied for the league lead last year with six interceptions. And he had, didn't have any the first six or seven weeks of the season. And I told him he's due. I said, don't, don't go chasing him. Don't, you know, blow coverages to go get yourself interceptions because everybody wants you to get them. Just be patient. It'll come. And it was patient. He got his first interception of the season. And he was in the right spot. Eyes were in the right place. Ball got deflected, and he got his first interception of the season. I mean, it's just remarkable what they're doing in Seattle. At 5-2 and two right now, heading to Baltimore this week. And really, they just keep plugging these guys in. They just keep plugging them and playing them. And you're starting to see the, the development of Boye Mafe last year's, I think he was a second-round pick out of Minnesota, become a real force, you know, rushing the passer. Um, you know, Quandre Diggs is so underrated. Like, he's just a great player. Like, this is, this is a really good football team. DK Metcalf back on the field, a factor. Tyler Lockett, like Kenneth Walker, Zach Charbonnet, a rookie. Like, you know, they got a, a, a rookie right guard um, right now. Uh, Andrew Bradford out of LSU, fourth-round pick, starting. Big, powerful kid inside. So I'm just impressed by the coaching and the youth in Seattle and how they're progressing. And I, I, I always remember what Pete Carroll told me years ago when he was playing a bunch of rookies up in Seattle when they were putting the Legion of Boom together. And he said, you know, even when I was at USC, Baldy, like I, I wasn't afraid to play freshman. You know, I put them out there on the field. If they were the right guys and they had the right talent and the right mindset, I put them out there. And if they made mistakes, we lived with the mistakes. But we knew that we would be a better team later in the year. And I feel that way about Seattle. Jackson Smith and Jigba you know, Bradford, Witherspoon. Like, I feel like this rookie class, like, whatever mistakes they've made, like, they're going to get through them, and they're going to be salty veterans by the time you get to December. And now they're in first place in the NFC West with that 5-2 and two record. And then finally, it's just an unbelievable debut for Will Levis in, uh, in, our, in, you know, in Nashville, in Tennessee. They had the throwback uniforms on, back to the – the glory days of the Houston Oilers. I don't even know if Will Levis was born when those teams were out there. I played against, I played in the Astrodome. Uh, I know that building. I I played up against Warren Moon and some of those teams. Um, that was fun. 
seen him in throwback uniforms, but it didn't take long. You know, I remember, I'll never forget at the combine last year, Will Levis being interviewed. And he was basically saying, you know, what what do you hope to do uh, during, you know, during your uh, combine workout? And he said, I got a cannon. I want to show my cannon off. Well, it didn't take long for a 47-yard shot to DeAndre Hopkins to get on the board 7-0. That was just a moonshot, just a cannon. I mean, he just unloaded it. You know, then he threw a shallow cross for a second touchdown pass to DeAndre Hopkins. And DeAndre Hopkins, Nuke did the rest. Okay. Sometimes your receivers got to win. And then Nuke ran a little stuttering go and got behind the defense. And the cannon just shot another one down the field, 61 yards for the third touchdown to Nuke. And he wasn't done. No, he wasn't done because he put the game away when Atlanta cut the lead to 21 to 16 and got right back into the game in the fourth quarter. He had a semi roll to his right, good protection up front. And he unloaded this bomb deep across the field to the other side of the field into the end zone to uh, Westbrook and kind. And it was just the type of shot where you go, how many people have an arm like that? I mean, I'm not going to get crazy here, but it kind of reminded you of Elway. The way he just, I mean, I used to see John Elway make that same throw back in the day up at mile high where you roll right and throw across your body left, get the whole defense flown, and you get just a one-on-one, just throw it to an open patch of grass, and that's what he did. It was just a remarkable day for Will Levis. You know, he got, you know, because all week long, all week long, all you heard was, okay, Kevin Byard's gone to Philadelphia for, you know, they're going to sell their assets. You could go get Derrick Henry. You could get these pieces in in Tennessee. Well, Derrick Henry had over 100 yards rushing. He was right on track. You know, you look at Skaronsky, the left guard, the rookie right guard. You look at Tajay Spears, the rookie running back. All of them contributed. And then you look at Will Levis and you say, oh, wait a second. Maybe there's a good youth movement here in Tennessee. Because Atlanta was a hot team. They were playing good. They were first place in the NFC South. They were playing great defense. They were a top 10 defense for the first time in forever. They were a top three red zone defense. They had no answer for Will Levis. He didn't turn the ball over. He didn't make a mistake. He didn't come close to making a mistake. In fact, the offense completely changed. I'll say this. He probably missed he, he, he probably missed four or five deep shots during the game. Okay. One was to Traylon Burks, who actually caught it, but he was just couldn't get both feet in bounds. Um, Westbrook and Kine, right before the half, took a deep shot. Atlanta did a good job of defending it. Bracket coverage right there. Credit Atlanta on the coverage. But it didn't It didn't dissuade them, and it didn't dissuade the calls. Like, they just kept firing. You know, I remember uh, the old uh, adage about Larry Bird, you know, shoot to get hot and shoot to stay hot. And I felt like that's what Will Levis was doing. And he had a, he had a great, great day. In fact, it's the first time that the Tennessee Titans have scored 28 points in a game this year. In fact, in each game of their three wins, they've scored 27 points in the two previous wins and 28 yesterday. When they can put up 28 points and that defense, you know, led by Jeffrey Simmons, Harold Landry, Danico Autry, like they got after the quarterbacks in Atlanta, both of them, okay, because they played both. And they sacked them at least six times and probably harassed him another six times. 
all of a sudden, Tennessee looks like quarterback play like they got, like they could get back in the race. All right, look, that's it for the best football show on this Monday. Uh, it is October 30th. It's week eight. I got a lot more film to get to. So I'll be joining you tomorrow with more scintillating breakdowns right here on the best football show. Ever.